you can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Hey Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Podcast on a Thursday. We normally talk, or we just try to talk before USC spring practice uh, Thursday afternoon. I'm Ryan Abraham alongside Chris Trevino, but we just got word there's not going to be any practice this afternoon. So I don't know, Chris, maybe we'll do a four hour show just like we did, uh, like you guys do with uh, Gerard Martinez, but probably not going to do that. But we want to talk all about USC spring football. We were both out there on Tuesday for the latest workout, talk to players and coaches and want to give you an update and all that. If you have any questions or comments for the show, you can email us podcast at uscfootball.com. You can also call or text us at 424-254-9141. If you have the Apple podcasting app, please follow us at the Parasol Podcast. Leave us a five-star review with your comments, suggestions, questions, anything you got there. We do appreciate that. It helps to grow the show quite a bit, and it's also fun when we get to talk about cool USC football things, which we're going to be able to talk to today. And like I mentioned, alongside Chris Trevino here, wherever you're listening uh, on the podcasting platform, we appreciate that. But if you're watching us live or even on replay over on our YouTube channel uh, at Inside Troy, we thank you for doing that. We got the live stream going. You can put uh, comments, suggestions in the chat box. And uh, we'll be able to put them up on the screen as uh, as the show goes on. But Chris, welcome into the show. How are you doing today? Good. I'm. Uh, we don't have practice, so that's a free day, a free afternoon, free <laughs> evening for me. So I can go home and just watch baseball for the rest of the day until we have a commitment on hand for to prepare for tonight. So yeah, as you can see, I'm rocking the Orioles jersey. It's opening day as well. So just a lot going on today. And a lot not going on with uh, no practice. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little different because we we basically picked this time so we could like get in the studio, record the show, head over to practice, see what's going on. Uh, we got a lot of people in the chat box. I'm gonna put some of their comments up on the screen so everyone's giving some. Do we have a lot of people in the chat? Fight box? ons and uh, yeah, we got a Courtman seventeen just said fight on. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, thanks for everyone for joining in there. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of people in, and it's, usually as the show goes on, uh, more and more people uh, kind of jump on. We have a few, a uh, couple of new reviews uh, over on the Apple Podcasting platform. Oh, five star reviews, which we love those uh, from New Men, uh, two star, great show, GM and Chris must listen to the podcast. So, uh, fan of uh, the the uh, composite two star. Another one, Trojans number five, Goat. I think he's referring to Reggie Bush, five-star review. Composite two-star and Peristyle Podcast, Alex Ruiz. Great show, guys. Been listening for a few years. Been through some tough times. Very informative and helpful regarding recruiting current players. Love you guys. Fight on. Oh, 
Got a little love there. He loves us. And a crazy Sean, five-star review. Uh, I was listening to both of these podcasts, the Peristyle podcast and Composite Two Star. Chris Gmart and Shotgun are the best. Ryan, Chris Gmart and Shotgun are the best. He put my name yeah, in there Yeah, put yourself too. in there. I don't know what I like, you know. Put yourself in there. Pat myself on the back there. But we thank you for the reviews. We, uh, we do appreciate that. We also want to thank our sponsor, Trader Joe's. Chris had a little gathering over the weekend. Had some people over. Maybe a little sushi, which was nice. Um, I just had a, you know, I'd been in Hermosa Beach 25 years, which is crazy. But my mom came out, had some people over. Of course, I had to go to Trader Joe's, had all the snacks uh, lined up. Those elote corn chips and uh, the pretzels with the peanut butter inside and all that kind of stuff. But a bunch of Prosecco. We did some mimosas because it was like an afternoon, Sunday afternoon thing. So I like picking up the Prosecco there. Uh, but some Pinot Noirs from their selection and uh, some of the cool uh, craft beers. So I went over to Trader Joe's and picked up a lot of uh, fun stuff. So people were asking about like what these different snacks were and everything. So it's good. Uh, but yeah, Trader Joe's helped me out again. Um, we sent uh, a gift card to uh, one of our writers, Trevor, who lives out in Arizona. So he was excited. He said him and his girlfriend go to Trader Joe's a lot. So I know you go with your girlfriend too. So Yeah, I had the uh, orange chicken last night, late night. After the composite two-star recording, uh, just, you know, something quick, something simple, always hits when I'm hungry. So, shout out to Trader Joe's. I'm a big uh, a big orange chicken fan. I think you've kind of got Cornered me the that. market, yeah. You got me. <laughs> you keep up. Apparently, I was invited to that uh, sushi Trader Joe's snack party. I don't recall getting an invite. I, it's in my junk mail. I don't know. So, yeah. uh, I missed out is what is what I'm gathering. Yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, this is from, uh, Adrian, Chris, I'm saving the latest composite two star for my long drive to Lancaster tomorrow. Okay. But that could be interesting because there's some news that's going to happen between now and then, right? For sure. Yeah. Just a quick plug. Me and Gerard dropped a, a two star for, to set the tone for Deuce Robinson day, because today is Deuce Robinson day. The five-star tight end will be making his commitment later this evening yeah and yeah you can listen to the podcast tomorrow it will still you know hit the, hit'll hit a little bit different because we do set the tone for that announcement but we still talk about deuce what he brings to this offense assuming the trojans land his commitment what he does for that tight end room what he does for recruiting with the dylan riola so lots of things you can still listen to it doesn't matter if you listen to it the next day but it does hit a little bit better if you listen going into uh, Deuce's announcement later tonight. All right. Well, uh, so I guess, you know, I don't know. Save it for your, your drive, but. Save it for the drive. There's still plenty of entertainment. but Yeah. And he'll just know. He'll just know. He'll just be uh, listening to us talk about the future, already knowing what ha- has happened. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, it's 5.30 p.m. Uh, it's it's 6.30 mountain time. Well, where, is that. Right. So, Arizona doesn't do daylight, daylight savings, savings, right? So, doesn't that mean we are on the same I thought time? Blair, I thought Blair said. But I thought Blair also said later he told us that they actually don't do daylight savings time. So okay. It is 6.30. But it okay. also might be 5. Th- I don't know. Time zones aren't my thing. Yeah. So, if you know, then... By all means, tell us. But it's, it's fine, either, except it's, when you like don't like don't acknowledge half of it. Like you know, like Hawaii and Arizona. I think Indiana might do the same, or India. I don't remember something like that. So it's now, either now, 530, now it's confusing. Like it's, just always be mountain or always be 
west. Like, don't do it when you want. So it's either 5.30 or 6.30. That's the range. You just have to be aware. It could be 6.30. I, I don't. Just be ready. Just be ready. We'll find out at 5.30. Someone's going to tell us in the chat. Someone in Arizona right now will tell us in the chat. Yeah, what time is it in Arizona? Is it tomorrow? Is it, I don't know, is it like going to... Yeah. But he is slated for 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. Right. Do with that information as you will. Which I don't really know uh, what that means. Because we already lost an hour. Right. Um, which is no fun. Losing hours is no fun. But you want the more daylight. I do like the more daylight. Uh, before we jump into other stuff too, I just want to let... So if you guys all remember uh, Max Turek... Um, you know, former USC offensive lineman, uh, unfortunately passed away. They're doing a their second annual Max's March, and it's going to be this Saturday, uh, April first, in Rancho Santa Margarita. Um, so I, you know, he's was great great friends with Cody Kessler. I know Cody is going to be talking about this too. Um, so that's going to be this Saturday. So uh, you can go over to. Um, I can give you the, we can, I'll, I can, I'll put it in the chat on, uh, on YouTube, but it's, uh, classy.org slash fundraiser slash four, four, six, six, one, five, six, but I'll put it in our, um, chat and I'll try to put it in the, uh, um, the, uh, the notes for the show and stuff too. So you guys can get it, uh, uh, for his March. So yeah, it's the whole just terrible, you know, with the CTE and everything. Um, just he was such a great kid, and it's unfortunate, you know, he passed away before. But I just wanted to. I was uh, chatting with his dad, uh, Greg, and they're doing the march this Saturday. So I wanted to put the uh, I put the link in the chat, and then I'll try to put it in the uh, notes and stuff too, so you guys can do that. Um, but otherwise, Chris, it is opening day for MLB. Um, are they doing the the pitch count thing, or is that just for spring training? Like the the time you have yeah. to make a pitch. Yeah, I think that's... It's like a thing? That's like a, the new rule, yeah. Okay. I just haven't followed all that much. And I think there's no more shift and the bases are bigger. You can't shift anymore? Yeah. Ah. Or it's like it's handicapped. If you, Something? I, 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 I only follow baseball because of my fantasy team. I was going to say, yeah. Outside like, of that, you know, don't really. But I think the bases are bigger for stealing. I think there's no more... There's uh, change of the shift rule and uh yeah there's the the pitch clock that you have 15 seconds and then 20 seconds if there's a man on base or something like that there are probably bigger baseball fans in the chat that can uh i'm sure clarify that i used to be a big and baseball it's like i don't you know used to play baseball yeah back back in the day you go to dodgers games right uh, i go to some dodgers games um yeah. i go to more laker games you a pirate stuff, so. a pirates fan I was always a Pirates fan, yeah. I mean, used to listen to, like, the Pirates on the my transistor radio. You know, I played Little League and What's all that, that kind of stuff growing up. Um, but What's the transistor radio? It was like a... Just, I'm, just, I'm just joking. Yeah. Who's your favorite Pirate? Uh, probably Willie Stargell. It. Like, he was... I mean, like, Roberto Clemente was, like, before my time. But, like, when I was growing up, there was, like, Dave Parker, Willie Stargell. Like, start, like, start the pop, you know. He was great. Um you know, later on, it was, like, kind of cool to see, like, Bobby Bonilla and Barry Bonds and stuff, like, back when they were actually good. And then then they're not. But the stadium's really cool. Like, PNC Park is great. Um, you know, I love going to Camden, obviously. Um, I mean, the first – Camden sort of set the stage for, like, what modern parks would be, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. I love – so, one of my old writers, if you guys – you know, if you guys been around uscfootball.com a long time, you remember Dan Wykey. 
He's a, you know, from Chicago, huge White Sox fan. So I'd always tease him about how he likes the Cubs. He hates the Cubs. He likes the White Sox. But it was so funny. Was it was it the 90s, I guess it was, that um, early 90s? The White Sox built their new Kamitsky, like the new park. And it was like all the old shit. Like it was all this big, terrible, let's, you know, not, doesn't feel like you're at home kind of thing. And like within the year, Camden Yards came and changed the game. Everyone's like, this is the way parks should be from now on, where it's like got this kitschy thing, you know, just the whole atmosphere is awesome. And it just feels like, oh, this feels, doesn't feel like you're in a big warehouse or whatever. And it, you instantly put Comiskey Park, like it was like, out, like you just built the stadium and basically it was like dupe done. Like you're dead on arrival. It was like out. Um, so I thought that was kind of, I always remember that about Camden Yards, but I've got to go there. Uh, stay in like the hotel where you're overlooking the, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I like going to baseball games and stuff. I just, I think just working in sports has made me just less of a sports fan, fan you know, just cause you, it's your job, but, uh, I mean, still love it. I still love, you know, I'll watch stuff and everything, but, um, yeah. Anyway, I just want to rip the Orioles right now. So are the Orioles going to be any good? They'll be okay. Yeah. They got some young guys. So I think the pirates will stink probably. Oh yeah. They'll stink. They normally do. But the Dodgers will be good, so LA fans will be happy. And then the Angels are poor Keeley. Oh. It's funny that they, they had like the two marquee names at the uh, World Baseball Classic. Uh, and they're still going to be terrible. <laughs> there, was, there was some meme where it was just like Team USA with Mike Trout and Team Japan with, uh, uh, what was his name? I'm blanking on his name. Um, Otani? Yeah, Otani. And they're like these, you know, big, strong, whatever, like whatever the cartoon was picturing them. And then the Angels with both of the same it's team, the, just uh, terrible. Yeah. It was just awful. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's talk some USC football. Uh, I, got, I took some pictures. So if you guys, I just put them up on the site today. Uh, I think this came up when we first uh, started the show. I had this on accidentally. But how different the defensive line is going to look? Keon Bars. Anthony Lucas, good to see them out there. Dorian Singer, second leading receiver in the Pac-12 last year, all of them wearing uh, USC uniforms. Uh, there's a whole bunch of photos I put took of the guys that are up on the site. Of course, Chris's ghost notes are amazing. Um, make sure you check it out, all the notes after each and every spring practice. There won't be one today, uh, but instant analysis, all those up there. A lot of stories, interviews, a lot of videos up on our YouTube channel, so make sure you go. Check that stuff stuff out up there. But it was good to be back. There was uh, practice number seven. So we're about the halfway point of spring football. I don't know. So practice was canceled today. We don't know if there's going to be a practice, a makeup practice. Um, all we were told is the next availability for us will be Saturday Zoom call with Lincoln Riley. So we get to talk to him after their practice. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they're practicing in secret today. I'm not sure. But we're about the halfway mark of spring football, Chris. Yeah, I mean, there's... It's always fun to have the conspiracy theories as to why there's no practice. You know, the weather's been crappy the last couple of days. There's been talk of maybe it's thunderstorms. They want to get ahead of it. There's also like, oh, well, Deuce Robinson will be committing during practice or when they're wrapping up practice, they'll be done. But I don't think you would uh, move practice just to watch the commitment of one player. I mean, what kind of message would that send to the team to not hold practice to watch a uh, commitment happen? So... That's that's most likely not the reason, but 
we'll do some digging, see what see what comes up. But yeah, it's interesting. There will be no practice. We'll I'm sure Lincoln will be asked about it on a Saturday, like, hey, will there be a makeup practice? Do you guys practice uh, on another day that's usually off? So we'll we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we're at the halfway point of practice. Everything has been moving along. This is a different feel. The spring camp is different than last year. Just more competition. The guys have more focus just because they, you know, they're not learning a new offense. They're not learning a new defense. They they can really just kind of hone in on mastering plays, taking their their play to another level within the system. So that's kind of the biggest difference. And now we're halfway. Still wanting to talk to some guys, you know, Sierra Wright. I think we were supposed to talk to him today, who's had a really, really good spring camp, according to uh, Lincoln Riley, seen his game uh, move to another level after, you know, last season with uh, getting that starting role and getting some starting experience. So that's a good sign to hear because they need someone to step up with uh, Makai Blackman gone. Yeah, Uh, that's going to be something to watch. We didn't get to see. Christian Roland Wallace out there. Uh, yeah, he's been bagged up a little bit. So um like to see what he can do. But Sierra Wright, uh, one of those guys. I think Jack Smith pointed out, you know, he's like one of the few starters we haven't really talked to yet, right? So um, but yeah, we tried to talk to a lot of people. You can check out all the videos up over at USAfootball.com. Uh, one of the guys that's gonna be interesting to watch is uh Rayleigh Brown, uh, the running back who's been apparently getting more time in the slot and Lincoln Riley um, talked about him a little bit. I think Kyle McDonald, uh, the running back coach did a little bit too, but Riley's comments were interesting just because, you know, saying that it's not, it's not easy for like college players to play multiple positions, not just physically, but just mentally trying to learn uh, both spots. So he seemed to have high praise for, for Brown kind of coming in there and, and doing both of those roles. Right. And just a small plug, you know, okay. If you're a Peristyle member, you will know you, – you knew that the move for slot was coming because I actually reported it in the war room for spring camp started that Relique Brown was going to be playing slot receiver in camp. So just a little plug right there for the war room. But this shouldn't come as a big surprise because if you knew Relique Brown's recruitment, you knew that he was such a high-level offensive player that some schools were looking at him as a wide receiver – and he was pretty confident that, you know, I want to play both in college. I can play both in college. He can be a really good slot receiver. And actually, I believe the plan was initially for him to come in when he enrolled as a freshman to start off in the wide receiver room just to get that that early jump on it. It ended up happening that way. You know, he's more of a running back his first year. Now he's expanding his role to the wide receiver uh, room and position. So he's, you know, a deadly slot receiver he's so quick he's so tiny and he's got amazing hands so it's a really good move and that USC running back room is is pretty stacked you know with Austin Jones Marshawn Lloyd two freshmen in there you know Darren Barlow itching for more carries Rick Brown is so unique compared to those other guys you know he's the smallest guy in there probably the quickest guy in there so use him and put him out in the slot just look for more miss miss mismatches excuse me and take more advantage of his skill set and just find ways to get the ball in his hand, even if it's not out of the in the backfield, cat, uh, taking catches, excuse me, taking carries like a normal running back. He's so much more versatile than a standard running back. So any way you can get the ball in his hands is uh, a benefit for that offense. For sure. Um, going back to, I, I took it up some of the photos I took. So I was putting up the Rayleigh Brown photo, but it's also more depth. Uh, at the running back position and, and Kyle McDonald 
talked about that a little bit. And, you know, Lincoln Riley, to, you know, said that it was a little bit easier to move Rayleigh Brown when there wasn't as many running backs because, I mean, when there were more running backs because now you're not like losing a, another body there. But I uh, got some new faces in that running back room and uh, Comic Donald seemed pretty happy about it. They're definitely a lot deeper than last season with the addition of the two freshmen and then Marshawn Lloyd coming in. I know Kyle McDonald's really happy about the depth that he has built for this season and those two running backs. You know, he was really impressed. Quinn Joyner, Marianne Peterson, early enrollees. He was very high on them. He said, you know, they've had some freshman mistakes. They made some busts. What, but, you know, that, that happens when you're a freshman in college, moving to a college offense or a college defense. So that's not, that's not a surprise, but he was very excited about the potential that they're going to be very, very good running backs here at USC. And specifically about Marion, Marion Peterson, he's a big guy. You know, he's like six foot two, maybe not six foot two, but he's six foot one area, like 220 pounds. He's a big dude. And Kyle McDonald talking about pass blocking noted that he is a big dude and he is physical and he is going to put his face mask in your face. So, Looks like the freshman, Peterson, is already making a name for himself as a pass blocker, which, no surprise, just look at him. He is a big running back. Quentin Jordan is more so that uh, explosive running back, so kind of the lightning to Peterson's thunder, if you will. So I'm excited to see, see those guys get some carries and you know see what they can do in the spring game. Running back is a is an interesting position because it's a position much like you know wide receiver. You can come in as a freshman and be a star. Be a be an early impact player. It's not like defensive line or offensive line where the jump from high school to college is vast. Running back, you can be a dude your first year as a freshman. So excited to see what which of those guys emerges or both of those guys emerge or at what point they start to you know maybe push for some touches into the season. Yeah, I put a picture up of uh, Peterson up there. He's a he. The picture I have is him coming up the tunnel without his jersey on, and he just he just looks. Like a big guy, you know. Uh, um, yeah, uh, seemed like really nice kid. I got to chat with him like a little bit, um, you know, during uh, before spring ball, just uh, just kind of in passing, and it was like, oh yeah, just I mean, it was a personal kid. Uh, got a lot of size. It'll be fun to see kind of what he's able to do uh, out there. Um, all right, so running backs, things things to be in a good spot. Uh, I thought what he said, uh, Lincoln Riley said about. Greg Brown and his role with the defense uh, was interesting because, you know, he comes in, what, over 40 years of, like, coaching experience, NFL, SEC, and Riley kind of relayed the story where if, if say, you're, like, a, a linebacker coach and you're coming in and, like, hey, we're seeing a problem with the, this, with the defense, it's sort of, like, through the eyes of, where the linebacker spot is. Well, you know, is he really worried about what the corner's doing or what the, you know, defensive tackle's doing? And having a guy like Greg Brown come in, really from a, you know, 35,000-foot view, not from any particular point. He, he's just looking at everything. Um, and it's, you know, like outsider's eyes, but also not from a particular position. And it feels like there's one of these things where Lincoln Riley's like, hey, we're going to bring in someone. And uh, I forget, he somebody similar did the same thing for him at Oklahoma. But come in and kind of take a look at what, you know, the defense is from a different set of eyeballs. And I I, th I thought it was interesting. And it de definitely helps. It's It seems like it's right out of the, um, you know, the Nick, uh, Nick Saban sort of playbook where you bring in like an experienced coach that can 
that's not really there to be a yes man. He's just going to be to tell you like, hey, this sucks. You know, you should probably fix this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it can hurt. You can't go wrong with a, another pair of eyes to just, you know, give a look for something, an issue, a problem or something that's not working because obviously things weren't working for USC's defense. So they need more opinions to be in that room, to be to be like, hey, why don't we try this or, you know, why don't we do it this way or I've seen it done this way. Just another voice, another person that's, you know, probably forgotten more about football than a lot of those guys know about football. So he just walks like an old ball ball. Ball coach, if you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Just the way he walks, it's just a football coach, a guy who's been there, who's been doing it all his life. So he has a lot of uh, knowledge, a lot of experience, a lot of uh, things he can, you know, communicate to the guys or the other the younger coaches. So just, just, just good. To, and it's like you said, he's not just focusing on like the defensive backs or the cornerbacks, which is his expertise, but he's just there to give a overview of everything that's going on with the the defensive side of the ball just a a senior consultant to 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 look over things and speak up when he thinks something needs to be talked about yeah um gmart live is in the chat no way he is he says uh chris can't get away with being this low key like this on the cilantro cast (laughs) it's because i gotta run the show yeah Uh, i gotta run the show on the cilantro cast. Yeah, welcome uh, to the chat, Gmart. Um, Gerard has fully embraced the cilantro meme. He wasn't like about it early on, and now it's like he's sending me pictures of chopped up cilantro. He's like all in on it. <laughs> he says, uh-oh, I've been spotted. Yeah, you've been spotted. I can see. Like, yeah, get him. Get him, chat. <laughs> Boot that man. He said that the chat's kind of dead. You got to get more energy. Um, Look, this isn't a composite. I don't know what to tell you. This isn't a composite live. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to How have many me- degenerates are watching? We got 112 degenerates in there, including Gerard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, Gerard, yes. We call them filthy casuals on our show. They're yeah. degenerates on a, on a <laughs> peristyle. Jump in there, degenerates. Get all over uh, Gerard. Ask him any kind of uh, recruiting questions you want in the chat. Get in there. Um, it's good to see. It's good to see Gerard back there, though. But, yeah, I think, I think Greg Brown's addition is only going to help. Um, and just having – Another point of view. And I, I think when, you know, Sark brings in, um, was it Gary Patterson? Uh, you know, it's like former head coach. Like, oh, he come in and be a consultant. I mean, those guys aren't afraid to say what's on their mind. Like, he's not going to come in and be like, I'm really worried about if I say this, like Alex Grinch is going to get mad or Lincoln Riley's going to be mad. No, he's going to be like, boom, here's what I'm seeing. Why the hell are you doing this? Blah, blah, blah. And I think, you know, that can only help. Um, we talked about the depth at running back. Which was Bueno, uh, tight end, no Bueno. And if you see the end of our our intro, you got Malcolm Epps catching that touchdown pass. I think what well, he only had like three catches last year. Uh, he's in the portal. Ethan Ray processed out. They only really got two healthy uh, tight ends right now. One of them was a linebacker last year. And so, he didn't play last year. Yeah, he didn't practice uh, last year. Lake McCree, uh, he looks studly. Maybe they get some help. At five or six thirty today, uh, maybe Gerard can answer that. Like Gerard, is it five thirty Pacific or is it five thirty, or is it six thirty Pacific? What are we talking here? I don't care about Mountain Time. I don't know what, whatever that is. Tell me what it is here. Uh, put that in there, Gerard. Um, so they might get some help uh, later this afternoon with uh, Juice Robinson, the five star tight end. But uh, yeah, Lincoln Riley kind of joked around, like, yeah, not a lot of uh, depth there. It's sort of like this position that you would like to have, but you know necessarily need it um you know you'll you'll get the occasional touchdown catch from that spot 
which we saw last year, but not necessarily the volume that you were getting out of multiple wide receivers that had big, you know, depend, you know, it could be a Taj Washington or it was, um, you know, if it was Kyle Ford one day or a Brendan Rice another day or, you know, any of those guys, like they, had, they could have big games. We didn't really see that kind of out of uh, any of the tight ends, but, you know, it sounds like Lake McCree has some potential. Obviously, Deuce Robinson would have some of that potential. But, yeah, the depth right there is not great, I guess you could say. I'm not just saying this because Gerard is in the chat right now, but he did a very good breakdown of the tight end room and kind of the importance of it or what it could be now that Lincoln Riley is getting more of the guys that fit his system or what that position could evolve into as US or Lincoln Riley continues to expand the offense now that he's at USC. He didn't really have the body types that he sort of wanted last season. You know, now he's got a, a you know, Lake McCree, he was injured last spring, so he didn't really have that chemistry and that that connection in the offense. So he started a little bit late, but we know his potential. We saw it his freshman year. You know, you get a guy like Deuce Robinson, that's a downfield weapon. That's a big flexed out wide receiver. And then you have Carson Tabarachi and Cade Eldridge, who will be there in the summer. They're more H-back bodies. Both of those guys played running back in high school. They fit that H-back position to a T. You know, guys that are kind of smaller than a traditional tight end. They can block. They can run, They can literally run the ball. They can catch out of the backfield because they are now tight ends. They are tight ends. So they add that extra little wrinkle, that little element that Lincoln Riley didn't have last season and can put in for 2023. And then Jude Wolf, when he comes back healthy, he's kind of like an in-between of, you know, a flexed out tight end wide receiver, that wide position, and a guy who can block, maybe catch out of the backfield. That's what he was playing in spring, the H-back role, before he uh, injured his foot last season. So we'll see where he he ends up in the summer, but he's a guy who feels like he can play both of those positions at six, six foot six, you know, play uh, that wide position or go back to the H-back role, which he was uh, going to play last season. So it, it just is a more versatile group going into 2023. You know, USC fans crossing their fingers that Deuce Robinson is the cherry on top for the position going into next season, but we'll have to see. But overall, I think Lincoln's going to be able to do a lot more with the tight end position in 2023 than he was last season. Yeah. Uh, we have some... Um breaking news was going on not just to, is gerard in the chat as i was just talking yes uh money manford's in the chat oh <laughs> just because gerard shows up he, he's here uh. and donates five dollars super, super chat so we this isn't the donation show that's the cilantro boy we got to get you guys in studio again and do another money one. bags manford yeah in thanks. the building i need that. an applause he didn't even i uh, need an applause i, I need i gotta get an applause you don't have me. an applause you have an applause i don't think i do do I? i'm like pretty sure i used to oh well uh, i'm sorry money yeah. bags manford you, you just, there that that's fine <laughs> i'll take that i need to uh the legend yeah he's he could fund there. usc's entire nil operation on his own i love it uh thanks thanks for the donation there's uh, no question it's just uh, no he just said okay. fight on yeah i put that in there and stuff there you go we do have some deuce questions and stuff coming up i'll get so if you do have a question i will star it and uh we'll get to it a little bit later uh in the show if you want to do that but you know the first part we're just kind of going over some of the news things um 
Lincoln Riley, I think he started talking about about Devin Topkins, um, mostly playing like the three technique, but sort of where he's been moved around, and just sort of in general the bodies on the defensive line. I mean, it to me it looks a lot different, Chris. Um, you know, I put that picture up. Uh, you know, having bars there. Um, you know, Anthony Lucas just looks like a, a dude. Like I. Riley talked a little bit about you can't just have like one guy. I believe it was Riley was talking about this. You know, having one guy that like gets all the sacks, right? This is more of a, it's going to be more of a group sort of effort. Like there's, you know, there's no Thule, but you need more guys that are going to produce. So Tompkins seems like he could be one of those guys. Right. You can have a Thule, but you just need some other guys to be making plays as well and not put it all on one guy's shoulders. And that's the hope for this year. You hope Anthony Lucas can break out as a as a sophomore you know only played in seven games as a true freshman at Texas A&M gotta get some sacks gotta get to the quarterback you're hoping some of those guys take a step forward you know Tyrone Teleni was a seven and a half uh, tackles for a loss last year you hope he can still be productive you're hoping a Keon Bars all Pac-12 second team all Pac-12 guy at Arizona can make the jump and can give more pass rush consistently in the middle of the defense and yeah the body types you know, they're, they're looking different than they were last year. Keon Bars, noticeably. Anthony Lucas, you know, that's an SEC body, a five-star guy. And Devin Tompkins is joining a lot of praise. He's still growing, and I'm not really sure what his role will look like in 2023. I hope he does get some playing time. And you mentioned, you know, playing a little bit of the three, playing a little bit of the edge. They're moving around. And Lincoln said, you know, with the three, it's, it's more so maybe kind of looking ahead to what his body type will be in the future. As uh, Gerard likes to say, embracing that inner Bubba, you know, he's six foot six, 260 pounds. You can put another 25 pounds on him, 285, 275, get him up there, 290. If you really want to go all the way, he can handle that frame, but you know, you just got to keep adding and adding and adding. So I'm interested to see what his role is going to look like in 2023. Remember, Still a raw guy, didn't start high school, didn't play high school football until his senior year. Really, he was a basketball guy, played in one game and got like 15 scholarship offers. They saw that potential, and you know he's still learning the game, still learning at the college level. But I'm hoping he can get some, you know, maybe some garbage time, maybe some third quarter action, some uh, when the game's starting to get pulled away, just just get something, some experience that he can build on moving forward. And maybe as a guy down the line. You know, in that back half of the season, which can uh, play a role for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another guy that uh, USC fans I know are hoping to play a role, uh, Corey Foreman. We need to we did talk to him or about him on Tuesday, but if you remember on Saturday when Lincoln Riley had a Zoom call, he did mention that. And I thought one of the interesting aspects of that was talking about sort of stacking good days together, where there would be, you know, last year you would have like just see flashes from Corey Foreman. And then, you know, he might not practice for the next couple of practices or something. And and now it's more about stacking good days on top of each other. So good practice followed by a good practice followed by a good practice. But uh, I guess maybe a little leaner, uh, moving positions a little bit. But uh, any thoughts on uh, Corey Foreman, Chris? I'll put up a photo. Here. That was obviously the big thing with him is just staying on the field, being consistent. And like you said, the whole cliche of stacking days, which is was a, which every time you asked about Corey Foreman, that felt like, the first thing out of the coach's mouth was like, stack those days, build and build. And Lincoln Riley, you know, gave a, a big quote. He said, you know, 
he's a much better player than he was 12 months ago, and it's not even close. So you love to hear that as a as a Corey Foreman fan among USC fans who really want you know former number number one overall player to break out. They need some more of that pass rush skills. He's moving from rush end to defensive line. You know, given his size, he's probably going to be just a straight uh, edge rusher. You know, hand on the ground, five technique, whatever whatever we may may be. He's a little bit slimmer than he was last year, but you know. Power has not really been a concern for him. He's a strong guy. He's a really fast guy. He can beat tackles off the edge. He just needs to do it, you know, on a Saturday. Do it in a, in a game and and can get to the quarterback. We saw a couple times where he, you know, would influence a play, but, you know, didn't actually get to the quarterback. You want to see more of that, but you want to see him finishing in the backfield. That was something Roy Manning talked about. Like, they didn't have enough guys getting to the quarterback, but they also didn't have enough guys when they got there finish off the play. So they need more guys to finish off the play and the defense would be a lot better suited moving forward if that if that's the case for for this front for sure um all right i think that was all we had anything else so we mentioned deuce robinson already i think we have a question on that too um i don't know if g mart's still in the chat but good to he uh, left you asked him to do something and he was like i'm not gonna do that i'm out i asked him to do something i didn't ask him to do anything did I? what time oh i asked him what time <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, well, why don't we take a uh, quick break, and we will come back and uh, answer some questions. If you have questions in the chat, we'll do that. But also, we got some emails and uh, voicemail and stuff to get to. So back in a minute. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. We're back. We're back, baby. We got to talk some, you know, USC spring football. We got some questions. The Deuce Robinson thing. But, what you know, this is the favorite part of the show, right? Three simple words. You've got mail. Woohoo! Yeah. It's fun to hear from uh, people. We, we mentioned Deuce Robinson. I do have a voicemail, Chris, so I'm going to play it for you. I'm saving I, it. I think it was... Um, they probably meant it for the, the cilantro boy show, but we'll play it here. Oh, really? Yeah. This message is for Gerald and Chris with Deuce's impending commitment and the 2023 class being the best in the pack 12. Should Lincoln Riley, Jack, Dan Lanning cigar 
and what does it say about USC's ability to take back the West? Eddie from Orange, currently on Waikiki Beach. Wow. Wow. Nice. I think he put something in the chat, too, about that also. Is he in the chat? He's in Waikiki Beach and he's in the, in the chat. chat? Yeah. He, he put it here. I'll put it up on the screen. He said, uh, yeah, I said, uh, uh, if or when Deuce commits, does Dan Lanning have to send uh, to send uh, Lincoln Riley a Cuban cigar? Mm. So he just posted that right now. Yeah, he's in the chat. Okay, Waikiki well, Beach. Eddie, while you were in the chat right now, I just want to confirm you're watching this while you're in Hawaii. Well, he sent the voicemail when he was in Hawaii, so oh. maybe maybe he's back now. I don't know. Maybe he just sent it. I don't know. Let us know because you're real degenerate if you're watching this show while you're in paradise. Uh, the voicemail was from yesterday. So, so <laughs> like, come on. Come on, Eddie. We're not better than Hawaii. I'll tell you that much right now. But does he have to send him a cigar? Dan Lanning have to send? Is that Was that the question? Yeah, I think so. Should send him a cigar, take he, back the West. He won't. But it does say says a lot about USC taking back the West just to lock up not only the number one wide receiver in Zachariah Branch, but the number one tight end yeah. in the country. Obviously, you want you know to be able to expand that to more defensive players. You know, you missed out on some uh It'll say more about with the upcoming 2024 class, you know, with DeAndre Carter, Brandon Baker, the number one offensive tackle in the country, right there at modern day in your backyard. It'll. This is more like a primer. I think 2024, you're going to know a lot more about USC locking up the West Coast, especially with those two big bodies, positions you need, positions, you know, that national programs are trying to come in and take away from you. It'll say a lot more about USC's ability to lock up the West with those two offensive linemen right there. He said he's loving beach life and he's flying back today. So he is definitely spending some of his vacation watching us, which, you know, you know, I, I everyone I, makes life choices. I, everyone makes life choices. I appreciate the dedication, hmm. but you know, I, I, uh, I'm going to be honest, Brian, I would not be watching you if I was on the beach. That is unbelievable. Uh, it's insulting. I'm going to be honest on this show. You know, you should be honest. I'm going to be honest on this show. We had a, a a very long voicemail from Ben, which I'm not going to play because it's over like two minutes long. Two so, minutes? Yeah, we can't oh do that. Goodness. But he's a longtime listener. Uh, he's talking about listening to like Jack Sullivan, uh, Keon Bars, uh, Mason Cobb, their interviews. He was making it from, <laughs> I'm just, bless you. Excuse um, me. The general gist of his um, question. voicemail and okay. the question was about, them kind of like learning their system and kind of thinking what to do. And I, he brought it back to criticism of Alex Grinch, basically saying that it's making things too complicated. Uh, you have to be like extremely smart and, you know, he'd rather just see out guys out there playing, you know, with their athletic ability. So it's just sort of like a paraphrased version of a, a very long voicemail, but sort of any thoughts on that? He thinks the defense is going to be the same because, um, too complex. It's too complex, basically. For new guys to learn? Yeah, I think just in general. I mean, yeah. you m- might have a point. I've heard, we've heard, you know, the 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 criticism that maybe it is a little bit too complex or, or what have you. But it's also spring ball, you know. It's like, this is where you take the time to learn a new system, to, you know, get adjusted. I mean, these guys have been playing in one system for, what, 
most of their college careers, you know, with yeah. Oklahoma State, uh, Keon Bars at, at uh, Arizona, and then Jack Sullivan at Purdue, they've been used to one system and they've been doing it one way. And, you know, sometimes you have to learn something new. It takes a little bit of time. I mean, but Keon Bars seems to be running with the first team and Jack Sullivan seems to be running with the second team, Mason Cobb with the second team too. So I wouldn't say the, uh, the learning curve is that detrimental to them, but, you know, it is spring. This is the time to learn a new system and to, you know, get comfortable with the system. We, we saw that. I mean, we saw Eric Gentry, you know, coming in the summer and then, you know, he was the starter, you know, a couple months later, didn't get, you know, any spring ball. So I think, I think the ability is there to have this down by the time summer rolls around. We saw Eric jump into it quickly and, and master, you know, or not master, but be good enough to play the Mike linebacker for, for most of the year before he got hurt after, you know, a little bit of rotation, but eventually took it over. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Ben. Yeah. Voicemail's great. We love them, but just try to keep them like a minute. If they're like a lot longer than that, it makes it, uh, it makes it significantly tougher. We can't play those really long ones. We had a text from uh, Brandon from Minnesota. Who do you think will be the breakout player this year that didn't play a significant role last year? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I don't know if that's only returning people that didn't play or if it's going to be, you know, new guys. Well, the in- well, the easy one for me is Zion Branch. Yeah, he's that's new. the easy one for me. He didn't play at all last year. Right. And big time safety, six foot one, 210 pounds. But, you know, built like not built, uh, different than any other safety they have on the, the, the roster, fast enough to cover big, big tight ends, big enough to almost be like a linebacker down the line of scrimmage. So I would say Zion Branch Interesting. is my pick. What about like guys that are, um, they were around last year that just didn't play a big role. Does Lake McCree count? I was thinking Lake McCree. He played um, a role. I wouldn't say it was wasn't a huge a big role. role. Um, it's not I like mean, Darwin Barlow who didn't maybe played in like three games. You know, I think Lake played in every game, save for one, but it just, just didn't, didn't do much. Just didn't, you know, I think he led the, the tight ends and receptions, but it wasn't a lot of receptions, you know, so he could have a big step forward this year with the, you know, the, the new tight ends. Obviously if Deuce comes, maybe that shortens his uh, playing time a bit, but we know Lake can, can make plays and he's gotten some praise in spring camp as we talked about. So he would be one to, to, to pick. I would think in like a Rajon Davis, potentially mm-hmm, that's a good uh, one. someone that came on late. I, I don't think you could do Brendan Rice because he played a bunch, but he just, I think he's going to have a much bigger role this year. Maybe it's a Kobe Covington. Um, I mean, yeah, that's a good one. He, you he know, looks jacked. flashed really. He flashed a lot at the end of the year. You know, pushed Shea right for a, kind of a rotation in that starting position opposite Blackman. And yeah, if he wins that job out right, you know, he could be the guy. And or Demonte Jackson. Demonte Jackson too. I'm sticking with my Zion Branch yeah, uh, okay. pick. For, for, for so if I'm going to include new guys, I was thinking of this in the terms of like people that were on the team last year. Um, I think like a Keon Bars might be, you know, just someone that's just you just need big bodies. Uh, it could be Anthony Lucas too, but I think those guys could come in and just like, wow, could have used those guys last year, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, could be something like that. So 
we will see. Thank you for that question. Uh, we got the long voicemail. Let's go. We have a couple uh, more questions in the chat, and then I think that would be it. This is from Howell. Uh, if Deuce commits, don't we still need to see how high he is drafted in the Major League Baseball draft? Yes. Just because he commits to USC or Georgia or Texas or whatever, that school still has to get over the final hump, which would be the MLB draft in July, I believe the 17th or something like that. So they still have to get over that. Deuce could commit, but obviously he could sign with a professional team in July if he's drafted high enough and he gets the uh, the the right amount of money you know that's being offered you know I believe we've talked about it's being like around the third round type money to him for maybe to to think about not going to college and not playing baseball and football and seeking uh, you know small minor league or or whatever professional contract whatever ha- whatever happens there but yeah so just because he commits today does not mean he's going to be pl- he, he'll be on the roster come the fall or summer. Okay. Still have to get over uh, the MLB draft and what that holds. All right. Um, Blackie Chan plays says, if Deuce Robinson commits to USC, do you think there, um, that he will, he has the biggest impact out of the incoming players? That's tough. Yeah. I definitely think he's in the top three or four discussion, 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 yeah. you know, you have Zach branch, you have Deuce Robinson. You have Dak and Curtis, who people are really, really excited about. Yeah, Those would kind of be the top three. Uh, there's probably others in that second tier, but those are probably the top three. So I think he has a really, really good shot to – it's easier to be – you know, it's easier to be a six foot six wide receiver for an offense with a Heisman winner than it is to be a freshman linebacker starting at the mic like a Dak and Curtis. So I would say, yeah, he'd be – him and Zach would be the two – the two to have the most impact. Uh, I would agree with you there. Um, Cameron says, smash that like button, you degenerates. Yes. And Gmart's back. Okay. He says, 78.8% who watch videos do not. Please, it helps. So please smash the like button. That's what Gerard said? Yes. He also said, uh, oh, I didn't put it up on the screen. A four hour. Oh, sorry. I put it up there. And he wants a four hour Peristyle podcast. Let's go. I don't know why that didn't pop up. Um, sorry, I put the wrong comment on the screen. Did he, We're not doing four hours. Did Gerard. he do the time? Uh, the time? No, we're, we're like, like 50 minute mark and we're already done with questions and stuff. We're going to keep this tight. We're, you know, this is a little different show than the cilantro boys show where they're just kind of going to go on forever, but we would love to see Gerard back in studio do another one of these since he's there. Can we get a commitment from Gerard, um, to come back in the studio? I don't know, maybe before the spring game or just after the spring game. Yeah, ambushing. We got him in He there. loves being ambushed. Do it. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get to a point where Gerard has a nice setup at his house, and then we could do more live shows. That would be great. More live shows. He does it from now from his garage. Which, yeah. Which, uh, you know. We've got like a whole bunch of kids running around and everything. So that's the goal. Well, the future. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss this. We will discuss it. Uh, we need to make it happen because there we, we should spare no expense when it comes to getting Gerard uh, set up there uh, in his home. We can get him a nice, get a backdrop. I got an extra one in the other room. We can get another one. I love it. No, I just want this one with all our, 
me and his faces and like we do we have a the cilantro boys logo and Mari- mariachi uh attire we can make one yeah with the logo i want nothing usc on it i just want all mexican okay uh, i want a giant cilantro in the middle you can cut i have the i have the the thing made up i'll, I'll show you you have it okay uh gerard we need to do this um he's running he's he's running it's kids Kids, not mine. Yes, his, <laughs> he loves to point out his nieces. They're and not yeah. his children, right? But they're still running around like crazy. Uh, Eddie's at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. Um, that's over near where we go for uh, polyball. Yeah, for the polyball. I think that's. I think that's where Brandon uh, likes to stay. Huff Huffman. Eddie's doing some pre scouting for next year's polyball. For sure. Um, do you have an idea for our uh, what we're gonna do for our screenshot? Yeah, it's baseball, so I want. Okay, were you a pitcher or were you out? I pitched. You pitched. Okay, so you're gonna sure. pitch. I'm gonna like. Right. I want you to pretend like you're gonna pitch to me. I'm gonna okay, pitch like, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yes. Should I do this? Yeah. Okay. Can you see my arm? Yeah, I got. Okay, perfect. we're good. We're good. Okay. I like it. Uh, it's opening day, you know. Let's get the. It's time for Dodgers baseball. Do you go to Dodgers games at all or no? I've been to a couple. I don't. I don't like. It's hard to get up there. I prefer Angels games because it's uh. Is that quicker? Parking parking is better. It's faster. Less people. Less people. Yeah. So you know. You uh, know, I've been to a Dodger game with you. Did we go? Yeah. Wait. What? What did we do? Wow, we saw a Dodger game. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That's been a, it's been a while. We we're in the suite. We we're in the suite area. Yeah, I don't nice. even remember. I How do. dare you? No, it's good. And the show. I like. Uh, yeah, I don't like to go and like. Just like if you get like hookups, like if you have a friend that like kind of hooks you up there, it's nice to see. Um, you know, I have a boss with the hookups. That's why I went. It was a fun hookup. Uh, all right. Well, I think we're. <laughs> I think we're going to wrap it up. That was short. The guy who clips things, clip that. <laughs> clip that, please. West Texas. Oh, my God. I got to go through his stuff. Yeah. Uh, just, I, the I, next show, just do a bunch of... Uh, West Texas Mike. I owe him an email, too, because he's, like, providing stuff for us to do. You, you owe him a uh, Trader Joe's gift card, too. I think so. But, he, man, he provided, like, a whole bunch of clips. Uh, but this created a whole bunch of work, which, you know, it's hard to do. But I will get to it because it's going to be worth it having like more drops and stuff on the show. All right. Well, we'll wrap things up here. Uh, that was good. Uh, we had fun. It's going to be weird not going to practice this afternoon. I'm not going to lie, Chris. Um, no practice. No bueno. But It's like a uh, half day of school. Yeah, it is. Like, oh, get to go home early. Snow day. Uh, so <laughs> Gerard says, Ryan, are remembering a key point in Chris's life. Yes. 100%. Uh, yeah. Dodgers games are fun. I like going. I, I've been gone to a lot lately. I just, like I said, I've been going to a bunch more Laker games. Um, just easy. Go Orioles. Who do they play today? Boston. Oh, I nice. think they're up right now. I don't. Nice. Uh, the dreaded Boston. The Red Sox. They seem to like stink or be really good. They're up eight to two. Let's go. Wow. Let's go O's. Uh, West Texas Mike. I will let you know. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, subscribe, as Gerard says. Yeah, please subscribe uh, to 
Peristyle Podcast, wherever you're listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe there as well. Smash that like. Smash the subscribe. We love all that. And we love all you for listening and watching and um, tuning in to our little show. But for Chris Trevino, I am Ryan Abraham. Hope you guys enjoyed the show, and we will talk to you next time. You may have noticed that shopping at Trader Joe's is unlike shopping at other markets. People ask us all the time how we manage to have such unique, interesting, and delicious products at such great everyday prices. This is Dan Bain of Trader Joe's. The answer is simple. It's all in the way we do business. We buy directly from the manufacturer whenever possible. This helps to keep our costs low, and we pass those savings on to you. No gimmicks, just great values at honest prices. Every day at Trader Joe's. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast, presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.